Welcome to the Work Hard, Play Hard podcast. My name is Rob Murgatroyd, and I am a former doctor turned lifestyle entrepreneur. Each week, I interview some of the best minds on the planet on the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment. Today's episode is a mini-sode that we call Friday with the Wife. In these mini-sodes, my wife Kim and I deconstruct the strategies that we've developed over the last decade to not only grow personally, but to turn our struggles into lessons and create fulfillment in all areas of our lives. Excuses are over. It's time to live. Let's dig into today's topic. Well, Kimberly Murgatroyd, how the heck are you, girl? I'm good, girl. Just two girls talking. Just two girls talking. You know what we're talking about today? What? We are going to talk about the three biggest mistakes that new entrepreneurs make. And we're going to, we're going to take a a deep vertical dive on this because I have been the recipient of many of these mistakes. You know, you have also probably been the mistaker. I have been without a doubt, without a doubt. I think we all have as we feel our way through. And this will all make sense to you in a second. You know, as new entrepreneurs, we all make newbie mistakes and becoming an entrepreneur now is easier than ever. And there's just some basic guidelines that we should all follow. Shall we? We're going to teach you some basic, hey, I'm a new entrepreneur and I- (laughs) Yeah, don't do this. So Kim, what is the number one reach out that you get from somebody could be friend- family or foe that reach, not to be confused with pho, because I just learned that pho is actually pronounced pho. And you're referring to the Vietnamese soup. I digress. I digress. What is the most common reach out you get? Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Hey, Kim. Can I pick your brain? Listen, people. <laughs> and Listen. by the way, and I, and I know a bunch of you probably just cringed because you reached out with to me with, can I pick your brain? But yeah, it sounds like yeah, don't a vulture, do, doesn't it? <laughs> don't do that. I just, I get this picture of like, you know, one of uh, Alfred Hitchcock's birds <laughs> movies that are like, you know, the vulture is sitting on my shoulder and he's just pecking at uh, the top of my head, pulling my uh, mammalian brain right out and eating it. Well, that was a little graphic, wasn't it? It was a little, it was a little much. We didn't need all of that, but I want to drive the point home that when somebody says, can I pick your brain? You know what they're doing? They are, from the bottom of their heart, they're saying, I respect you, I value what you have accomplished, and I want to learn from you. But that isn't what they're communicating. What they're communicating is, I want to add no value, (laughs) and I would like to suck you for everything you're worth. Yeah. So just, you know, phrasing in that, there are things that, you know, a lot of people reach out on IG, which I totally love, and I respond to everybody. And even if you say, can I pick your brain? I have responded to you. And... It just would be better to do it the way Rob said. Because we, may have, we may have talked about you behind your back, but, <laughs> we, did, but we did respond to no, you. No, no, no. So here's the thing. If you're trying to up-level your tribe or get advice from someone successful in your industry or you know, just trying to get some guidance or ask questions, first, try providing value. Support their social media. If they have a podcast, post it. If they have a blog, comment. It, share a post, share a podcast, share something. Provide value and then actually engage in the community that they're creating. So they know who you are when you reach out or at least they can look back and go, 
oh, okay, yeah, I've seen that name before. I've seen that handle before. Provide value. Now, listen, when I wanted to kiss Joanne Spina, oh okay, my God. back in the sixth grade. You just grade, said her full name on here. It's fine. I can't even find her on Facebook. So when I tried to Have kiss- you tried? Wait a minute. We need to change the topic of this show. No, when I tried no, to reach out- let's go back to have you found her on Facebook. No, I, I, don't, I don't think she's there. I don't know where she is. But Joanne Spina Does is- Does she have a podcast? I don't know. She's Can we get this, her on as a, as a possible guest? I would love to pick the brain of your fifth, high school girlfriend. Fifth grade, fifth oh, grade, fifth grade, fifth grade. But I think oh we, God. I think we went steady for seventeen years. It was like one of those like fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, ninth grade years things. Yeah. Uh, okay. But I digress once again. Joanne Spina, you know, when I took her to the movies and I was hoping to get a little kiss, maybe second base. I don't know where I was at that point. I bought her popcorn. I romanced the stone. There was no Facebook back in my day, but we tried. Right. We warmed the relationship up. Hey, you want to go to the movie? Can I get you some pop? Corn? Do you want a Snickers bar? You, you know, we, dated. We dated. We didn't go in. I didn't just go in and just, you know, start, uh, you know, saying, hey, can I, uh, you know, <laughs> I didn't do that. I, you got to warm the relationship up, people. So if I haven't heard from you in 20 years and you're like, hey, man, uh, we went to high school together in 1937. Can I pick your brain? Because I have this. No, 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 no. Reach out to me. A little foreplay, honey. A little something, okay? <laughs> oh my God. How much coffee have you had? By the way, day two of your cleanse, you feel like you're on fire, right? Your brain is. He hasn't done a two day cleanse in like, I don't know, ever, maybe since we started. I can get him through a one day and sometimes it ends in sushi, but he hasn't done a two day. And right now I can see the energy and I'm sure you can hear it too. So this I, is gonna this is gonna be a fun day. I cursed you all the way through 24 hours of yesterday. Today I'm singing your praises. It's I feel amazing, like, right? I feel like Snow White. You are Snow White. So again, just to wrap, pick, it, pick your brain in a bow, just delete that sentence. If you ever, ever write, can I pick your brain again? Laugh delete, delete and it. then delete, delete, delete. Delete. And try providing value. If they're in your field, you want them to win. Why do you want them to win? You see, because- you, did it, you, see you did it again. You ran out of air. I, she, she. I just. I'm gonna. I'm gonna leave this in. Do not edit this out. When she does a podcast, she, she tries to maximize every word within a sentence, all the way to the point when she gets to the end of the sentence, she goes like, and then goes again. And she's like, no, I don't. I'm like, oh, you do. Oh, is it going to be the episode where we point out each other's flaws? <laughs> By the way, editor, leave in all of his lip smacking. Okay, try that. <laughs> all right, so provide massive value to them and have an abundance mindset. Don't be afraid to support the people that are in your exact field that you're trying to be successful in. There is plenty to go around, plenty of business and working together, you're going to accomplish so more. So support, 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 provide value before you pick a brain. All right, number two, designing a product to make money versus adding value. There's a little difference between making money and adding value, although the add value ultimately makes money, but the make money doesn't always add value. Kim, can you elaborate, please? Yeah, so like I think back to our Jets at Life days and we would sit in a coffee shop and go, okay, so how do we, we want, make money? <laughs> we want, yeah, because you know, okay, we all read the four hour work week and Tim Ferriss was like, figure out how much money you need to live the life that you want, reverse engineer it and make that money. Well, nowhere in that book did it really say that I remember, and I'm sorry, Tim, if that's not true, but I don't recall it because saying- Because Tim is listening right now. <laughs> okay. I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, Tim, apologize <laughs> to him. Hold on, I think, I think somebody probably just tweeted him right now. Oh my and God, I think you he's gonna, are so- I think he's gonna stop his interview with Jesus. Okay. <laughs> and then- <laughs> 
and then you are a pain in the ass today, boy. <laughs> I'm sorry. God, you're never doing a two day again. Yes. So back to where I started, Tim, I think, was like reverse engineer it, figure out how you can make money. Never anywhere did I see provide massive value. And so Rob and I would sit and we'd go, okay, what do we know? What are we experts in? How can we make a dollar is basically what we were thinking. And a lot of the things like, I don't know, when we wrote an ebook on bed bug cures and tried to sell that shit. Remember that one? <laughs> yeah, okay, Because that was really providing massive value because we knew nothing about bed bugs. So anybody that bought that book, uh, go ahead, we'll refund it. Um, <laughs> so... I do That's, need a copy of your receipt though. <laughs> <laughs> that is, you know, our our dirty little make money secret. But now everything comes from the place of how can I serve? Does this add value to somebody's life? And the answer, if the answer is yes, then chances are you will make money, but you have to come from that place. Okay, so I wanna add one thing to this that hit me as you were speaking. So I think the point is pretty clear that you wanna add value and not just do something for the sake of bed bug uh, cures or hemorrhoid cream. We've done that one. Oh my one. God, We've, that one too, didn't we? We did that one too, okay? But You know something about that though. I, I, <laughs> here's, what I'm, here's what I'm driving at here. You have to have, this is a new one for me. You have to have inspiration for what you're doing, inspiration. So you can add value because you know something. Like I can add, I'm a chiropractor and I can add value for chiropractic. But after 25 years of chiropractic, I'm no longer inspired by it. So you would get a half-hearted add value from me. But I am working on a mastermind right now and we just had a giant shift in how we're doing the mastermind. And the reason why I bring that up is because it was truer to the inspiration of why I started it in the first place. And now I am on fire to share what we're doing with that mastermind, thus adding more value and, and ultimately more sales. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so, and then this leads to the next thing. So when you have your product, okay, you have your amazing adding value product and you go to do the sale. So maybe it's a sales call, maybe it's a sales page, maybe it's a, a one-on-one. I don't know how you're selling it, but come from the place of how can I help this person? How can I provide, again, value to their life? And no, it may not be with your product or service. And be okay with that. Be okay with telling somebody that what you have to offer is not for them. And, you know, Rob did a mastermind call the other day and we talked about it after. And we were like, I just don't know that this is going to be the right mastermind for this particular person. Not because we don't want to sell another spot, but because we want it to be the right fit for them. May I uh, may I add here that you are a freaking genius when it comes to this. For those of you that are listening and you're thinking about doing something like network marketing, you know that we do network marketing and Kim sort of takes the lead on that. And if you have any questions on that, you could just go to at uh, Kim Murgatroyd on, uh, on Instagram and you could uh, direct message her. But the reason why I'm bringing this up is she has taught me through doing hundreds of phone calls with people that um, have an interest in doing this, which is why the team is as large as it is now. But she's learned to quiet down and listen to what it is that they want. And if they don't know what they want, she's very good at asking them what they want. And then to your point just now, at the end of assessing what it is that they want, you can determine whether or not you're able to add value 
to what they want based on their needs. So to use the example that you just used with the masterminds, my first phone call when I was talking to somebody, I was more interested in explaining what the mastermind was. And not that I was less interested in you know, caring about what it was that they wanted, but I just didn't make that the priority that I should have. And so now since you coached me on this, I've shifted it to spending more time on identifying their needs to determine whether or not they're a good fit for it and being open to the fact that they may or may not be. Yeah, I mean, I do a lot of these calls with people that reach out to me about network marketing and I tell them I don't think it's good fit for one reason or another. And I know probably everybody in that space just went, oh my God, did you really do that? It's for everyone. But you know what? Maybe they're not a good fit for my team. Maybe it's not the right timing for them. And I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to you know, kind of just force everybody into it. That's not my, not my purpose. And so I think the biggest lesson that you can learn from this is make sure you have your customer in their interest in your mind first over whatever product you're selling. And what Rob referred to is two ears and one mouth. Listen, listen twice as much as you're talking. Take notes on what your customer is saying. Don't be rat like going over your sales script in your head on how you're gonna like use what they said and bully them into something. Really, really listen. Two ears, one mouth for a reason. Well, two ears, one mouth helped me, but it honestly, it only helped me 50%. What really helped me after that was when you, you, sometimes you have to give people prompts. And so one of the prompts that you gave me is to say to them, tell me more about that. So they may say, I want to do X, Y, Z. And then you'll say, tell me more about that. And then the second prompt you gave me is why? Why do you want that? Those two prompts, so two ears, one mouth is good to set... The stage from a psychological. If you're a chatty, for, Kathy, if you're a chatty, Kathy, you can't imagine him being chatty, can you? Let's move on to number three: overpromise and underwhelm with a product or service. All right. So years ago, when everybody and their mother was coming out with a course or something, I kept hearing the experts say, "Just repurpose your content and put it into a course. People will buy it because they want it all together." And while that may be true. If you've ever bought a course that someone repurposed their content, you, at the end of the day, were probably incredibly underwhelmed. I know I feels have like, Feels like you bought a course that was repurposed. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like you bought a course, a course that was repurposed. So I just think the game has changed and that might've been okay back in the day. It is not okay now to just do that kind of, that kind of shitey stuff. So over, don't overpromise, okay? If you're brand new and you have a brand new business out of the gate and you're going to offer a service and you have like client number one, don't overpromise and then underdeliver. Don't make yourself out to be something that you're not. We have gotten involved in buying services from people that just weren't there yet, but they talked the big game. And then when and if you do mess up, because you will, especially if you're new, when and if you do mess up, Go above and beyond the call to fix the problem. Don't let the customer leave feeling shafted, feeling like they got the short end of the stick, feeling like they got screwed because you have a global uh, reputation to uphold here. And the world chatters, not just your hometown. So I think really making sure that whatever you're promising, that you go above and beyond to deliver. 
All right. So to wrap up, make sure you do not reach out to somebody and say, can I pick your brain? Find another way to add value. Number two, when you make a product, don't make a product because you want to make more money. Make a product because you want to add value and that you are inspired by. And number three, overpromise and underwhelm. And by the way, I'm going to, one thing, the person that I think under promises and completely blows you away, Doc Jen Fit. Her course is the best course I've ever seen laid out. And if you want to check out what it really looks like to create something insanely amazing and valuable, that's it. Well, let me tell you this. Even with Jen, her course is freaking amazing. And I think it's $99, which is like the most amazing price. It should be price. like $999. It should be $999. <laughs> Not only that, but if you really want to see what value is, then go to her Instagram and scroll through. And by the time you're done, you'll have a doctorate degree in physical therapy, okay? She is freaking genius. That is where the bar should be. And I am gonna drop the damn microphone. Well, don't drop it, it's expensive. On Dr. Jen Iscare. Love that girl. Have a great week, everybody. All right, thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or their play hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, excuses are over. It's time to live.